0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. This is episode number 32 of RizzoCast. And we are back with another edition of RizzoCast Takeover. I hate the name of that, but I'm too lazy to change it. Pretty much where you fill out a form, uh, I'll put it in the link. I'll put it in the description of the podcast, wherever you're listening or watching. And you could sign up, pick a topic, we could talk about it, and it should be a lot of fun. Uh, so today we have a guest. Do you want to kind of uh, introduce yourself?
1: Uh, sure. Uh, my name's Alex Sheesley. Uh, I'm sure I wouldn't say I'm large on Twitter. I just you know tweet about baseball and uh, other sports. Um, if I move over to Twitter at soto twenty two I write about uh, stuff over on a blog, but it's not really fully up. Um, I'll be tweeting more details about that in the future. So if you want to go uh, check out some of my stuff, uh, Twitter would be the best spot for now.
0: Awesome, and you are a podcast. So you have been on podcasts before. So this
1: I've is been on podcasts before, but I'm sort of a free agent right now. I'm trying to, you know, either get something starting started myself or find a group of people to hop on to again.
0: Yeah. So you are a you are a seasoned veteran. Yeah, you could so, say. Uh, I'm excited to have this conversation with you. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, everything. Uh, let's start off here with the pandemic. And yeah we know we saw it with Rudy Gobert and basketball and you know, like that was the first day like Tom Hanks tested positive that day too. Mm-hmm. Hollywood was involved in COVID. This was sometime in March. Yeah. And baseball just kind of, you know, was was pushed back to, you know, I think it was like July 23rd or whatever. Mm-hmm. How do you give give I'm losing words here. Give kind of a recap on on your thoughts on how baseball went, how baseball dealt with the pandemic.
1: So so for me, right, I I got the news that the MLB are shutting down in like gym class or something. I was on my phone, you know. We had some dead point we're like we're like not ready to go yet, but like also we weren't, com- you know, the class basically just started, and I got the getting word. dressed. <laughs> not, no, we were after that point, but like it still hadn't started yet. But it was like uh, MLB canceled the season, and it was like after the go bear stuff, it was pretty obvious that it was gonna happen. Um, I don't think spring training had started at that point. Um, and then once it, you know, once you get into the sort of Mays and June's and it's like, okay, NASCAR's gotten going, you know, um, formula one's going to get going. And so now you're like, uh, they were arguing about, you know, prorated salaries and you had to sort of become a lawyer to understand some of this stuff. Um, the whole, you know, let us play. Whereas, you know, just tell us where and when. And, uh, But it was a bit – I I don't want to put blame on anyone for the sort of delay. I feel like they definitely could have gotten started earlier, but it got pushed back to the end of July, as you said, because there was a lot of, you know, bickering – or you got pushed back to the end of July because of the bickering and then spring training and all that stuff. Because if you play – you just can't play baseball at the gate. Uh, I've played a little bit of – Ball myself, and just like you gotta, you gotta, you have to, and I'm sure you can vouch here, you gotta get going. You know, you gotta have a little bit of practice beforehand. Um, and it was, it was a bit of a mess. Um, and, you know, some sports did differently, and I'm sure, you know, some sports managed it differently. And I'm sure baseball was a, a prisoner of their situation and having to put a whole season in. Um, so a bubble really wasn't a, a, a viable option, but I still feel, you know, there is, it, it was a bit of a mess. Yeah, it was, I, I
0: like, I like what they did. I like how they handled it. Of course we saw some of the outbreaks with Miami and Miami. St. Louis, they mm-hmm. lost a lot of games and mm-hmm. you know, it was bound to happen. I mean, you guys, I mean, there's 700 players, um, mm-hmm traveling in, six in days baseball a week. exactly 100 percent. traveling six days something's going to happen and mm-hmm. i think the latter part of the year they did a great job and the whole justin turner thing happened and yeah i always wonder what it would look like if if blake snell continued to pitch and you know we saw a game seven forced by the rays like would that have still been played would major league baseball have uh been yeah. loyal to their television deals that bring in so much revenue each i mean Postseason this year, and that's why teams are expanding the postseason. I mean, yeah. TV TV money. I mean, it brings it in. They they signed a TBS extended deal. You know, ESPN. So I think baseball made money off of it. I mean, that's obvious. Teams lost money, and I think it's carrying into this offseason. Do you think, in any ways, like they they mismanaged? Was there Uh, any mismanagements of baseball? Uh,
1: a a little bit. Uh, I think. There was a I don't know if it was just like we're in a weird part of the schedule or it was just like them being naive to how to do it. But I think the Marlins definitely got a little bit of the short end of the stick when it came to their rescheduling. I think they had to do some like ridiculous amount of like consecutive games, Um, whereas the Cardinals like got like a whole they like hire like a team of NASA, you know, like scientists and mathematicians, and mathematicians to find a way to get this schedule in while still being able to have a couple of days off and stuff it was um so the the, the teams that couldn't play because of the outbreaks were sort of you know they they had, there was definitely a bit of favoritism is i think the word i was trying to say yeah. and then and then as far as uh just like scheduling is what can you do about it really you got to travel across the country um well not across the country because they did the sort of not bubbles but regional deals um and i'm sure you could have done it better um but i think practically speaking uh they did a fairly good job
0: so i know you're on the east coast i'm on the west coast yeah which coast is better that's a that's a loaded question that's a loaded question Um, we get every, we get like, it's almost like we get the second, like we always get second fiddle. Like we Mm -hmm. play second fiddle. Like, I mean, we get the, the rerun of, you know, we don't get the live Ryan Seacrest on new year's (laughs) Eve. We get the, the like three hour difference, like taped Ryan Seacrest. We don't get get it. You get
1: Don Lemon instead of Anderson Cooper.
0: (laughs) Yes. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, I'm biased. I'm sure yeah. you're biased too, but, um, by the way, is it, is it, is it snowing on the East coast? Is it raining? Is it,
1: uh, it's, it's a little bit everywhere. West co- uh, East coast winters just suck. It's cold and yeah. wet, It'd especially in, the, especially in the mid Atlantic. It, it's just like, it, there's something with DC. It's like, there's this thing called like a snow hole and like, from like, like global war or not global warm, but climate from the, emissions in the beltway or something is causing like a, a hole from dc to baltimore and it's mm-hmm. just like you you're gonna be projected to get like a foot of snow and it's just like rain maybe an inch
0: <laughs> i've seen everything in california this year i've seen the the hot days i've seen a day where i woke up at 10 o'clock thinking it was still dark outside have you seen did you see the pictures of when the fires were happening wild,
1: and- yeah those are full oh.
0: And the sky was Ridiculous. orange. It was literally noon and it felt like yeah. four in the morning. It was horrible. All day it felt like four in the morning. And it was actually pretty cool, but. It's Mm -hmm. like wow. I mean,
1: but like like a bad type of cool. It's a
0: bad type of cool. It's like wow. This is like there's people dying, but like we're getting side effects that are pretty cool. So this is not. (laughs) I don't know what it was, but putting
1: um, like side effects of smoking a pack of cigarettes a day.
0: Yeah, this is what that would look like. So it was pretty intense. Uh, Yeah, we just got rain. I mean, we just got rain uh, this past Mm -hmm. week. I'm looking at the street. The street is still pretty wet, but hopefully Mm -hmm. uh, we'll get. I mean, it's still winter, but hopefully we'll get spring soon. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, speaking of spring, hopefully starting in spring is, is baseball yet again. Yeah. Um. It looks like there's still no announcement to when spring training is going to start. I know that's been a topic of conversation the past few days. Do you think it's going to start on schedule? Do you think we're going to see kind of the same um, – you know, maybe similar to last year. Hope not. I hope we don't start in yeah. July again. What are, what are your thoughts there?
1: I think we'll see it. Um I there's something like by summertime we'll have a billion vaccines out. Um, you know, I, I know people that have already had the vaccine taken. Um and I'm I'm sure a multi billion dollar conglomerate like the MLB could be able to buy vaccines. I know the NHL was considering doing it, um, but got backlash because it's so scarce right now. By the time you know spring rolls around and spring training, which is like mid late February, if I call recall correctly, um, I think we'll be able to get it started under at least some social distancing. Um, I'm, I, COVID, I mean, Arizona and Florida is pretty lax in their COVID restrictions. Um, and I don't think that they'll be stopping it. It's just a matter of, okay, is does the mlb think it's good to go and if they could get the season going now i'm sure they won't air on the side of, or they'll they'll air, but it's not going to be as strict as it was when it first started um because you see things like the nhl and the nba already starting and we're in one of the worst stages of the pandemic yet so
0: yeah, I think we'll for see sure. yeah and i know i don't speak on behalf of everybody when i say this but I want the vaccine. I would like, if I was able to get it, I would be like first Mm -hmm. in line, but like Mike Trout could have the vaccine over me any day of the week. Um, But you know, I, I, of course not everybody feels that way, but Mm -hmm. um, anyways, we saw, I I think a a thing that everybody's going to be looking for is some announcements that are going to come out in terms of rules. We saw rules last year that were just, not like baffling, (laughs) not traditional and i know that you know it's it's interesting let's start with the three batter minimum because this is the one that was introduced pre-pandemic and i cannot tell you and i i'm interested to get your thoughts i cannot tell you how much i hate this rule like it's horrible i i'm
1: i'm really interested to see what you you have to say uh knowing that you're a pit you were a pitcher um you know how that you know sort of dynamic is i'm not sure how you know strategic how if it's that strategic for the you know you you have the loogie and whatever mm-hmm. um but in the mlb we're like it's a changing game right now this you know the saber and all of that stuff and it's just gonna get it was just gonna get more and more you know optimized and I understand why they did it, but I think they are horribly wrong with it. Because um, it's just, you know, the guy gets lit up and it's just.
0: Can't take him out.
1: Yeah, exactly. Can't take him out. You know, uh, it's like unless the guy gets hurt, it's, you You can't take him out. And
0: it's, I mean, his nose is running. Can we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're
1: I mean... going to gonna start like. Oh he stubbed his, you know he stubbed his finger or whatever jammed it on the you know catching it or whatever
0: Oh my god yeah so when you're playing like the players don't care mm-hmm. um I don't think like I mean I'm I would want to pitch I don't care if it's a left-handed batter or a right-handed batter up like when you're on the mound you're expected to get outs but mm-hmm. from a fan watching it in major league baseball I mean, I saw it in the World Series. I saw it in the postseason. I mean, Kevin Cash and Dave Roberts were so confused managing their bullpen. Yeah, Um, You know, guys were brought in, you know, and and I think I guess it would be interesting to see how many pitchers get brought in that can get both left-handed hitters and right-handed hitters out. Mm -hmm. Um, But somebody put it in the league office's head that, games are too long and i get it they are
1: but they're they're getting longer but they're
0: yeah but that's not the point like re- changing relief pitchers is not the point if you want to mm-hmm. slow the game down you know what happened to the rule where they're supposed to have two uh two feet in the box like mm-hmm. that's not even enforced anymore so it, it's mm-hmm. just so interesting that that rule is is in place and i don't know t- what, what do you think about the universal dh because i happen to like it uh, you see,
1: I'm a bit conflicted with the universal DH mm-hmm. on one hand. I absolutely love the idea of a, of the pitcher, you know, going up and just <laughs> swinging for the fences. I've had an affinity that I'm sure is well-documented, uh, by many people of, for Mike Leake, you know, career average pitcher, but has like something like three or four home runs at the big league level. Uh, there's a charm about it. And mm-hmm it's going to be lost for sure. However, it's not something like the, the three batter minimum, minimum, sorry, uh, where you're losing like a key aspect of the game. Um, I think if they do in fact convert full time to three batter minimum or do they sorry, the universal DH, I wouldn't be sad to see it go. Um, I think it's, it, it would provide better offense. However, there would be a little bit of me taken out. There's a little part of the game that would be taken out.
0: Yeah, I understand it. Um, Because, you know, if you go through Little League and um, everybody's taught to play everywhere, everybody's taught to, you know, pitchers hit. uh, Pitchers hit – well, I didn't hit in high school. I was more of a PO. But – which, by the way, is the greatest job. I've said this many times on here. Greatest job in the world when you just get to pitch – when you get to sit down pitch and then sit back down in the dugout, like there's nothing better than being just a pitcher and not a position <laughs> player. You don't have to worry about anything else, but DH is one of those things where the world doesn't end. If there's no DH and the world, doesn't end. If there is a DH, uh, you know, and by the way, Mike Leek, great hitting pitcher. I've seen him hit a home run. I was at a game at Oracle park when he hit a home run. Uh, it was a, I don't remember much about it, but it was a big, gigantic loss for the Giants. Um, I think it was a blowout or something. But um, my argument for the DH would be offense, offense, offense. Pitching Mm -hmm. is just so dominating nowadays, and I think it's always entertaining from a a visual aspect to have offense in the game. And plus, you don't have to worry about the double switches. So, you know, a guy who is cruising, say like a Blake Snell is cruising – And then a spot comes up in the lineup in the seventh inning, you know, you don't have to double switch him out and he could pitch an extra inning at 85 pitches. So, you know, it's, it keeps the starting pitcher in longer. I think you're going to start to see their innings rise, even when, you know, five innings is apparently acceptable now. So it's interesting. I I know baseball purists never like the DH, but you know, it, it's an adjustment but people are going to have to get used to it. Here's the one that's interesting to me. Runners at second base to start extra innings. I don't Lots. like it.
1: I don't like it. It's a, they tried it in the World Baseball Classic. I don't know if it was the 10th or 11th inning e- either one they started doing this where the runner at second started. It's it's just not natural. It's it's you know, I understand the idea of Okay, a game starts to drag on in the 18th or 19th inning, but once again, there's a little bit of charm to that, and 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 you play the game. You know, the, you you don't. I think the only sport that I can really think of that like gives the offense an advantage going into overtime is college football, with the whole start on the 25-yard line. Yeah. But, like even then, it's it's you know, college football is a time-based game where there's no timer in this it's like sort of art it becomes sort of Arcadia at that point it's like would you rather have like a home run derby to decide the winner of a game or just play <laughs> the rest of a game you know
0: would you just put your your weakest hitters at the play d gordon against like uh um, Buntoff. off bunt off there you go Buntoff, yeah but i i'm conflicted so actually i don't know what i am I have many theories on this. So I came into it thinking that this is a good idea because I have mm-hmm. played in I've played in games and tournaments where runner at start at second base start extra innings and it's exciting. It's a mm-hmm. common back and forth like they score a run, okay, now it's up to you to score a run. You score a run, now they have to score a run. So it's a lot of fun back and forth and it's exciting. Mm-hmm. But it should not if it is going to happen, it should happen like not right away. Yeah. It should happen like 12th inning 13th inning. Cause I also don't like watching. Well, I like watching position players pitch, but I don't like draining the bullpen. I don't, I don't like the thought of, you know, first game of the series, everybody's gassed by the end of it. And it ruins your pitching staff for weeks. I don't Mm -hmm. like that thought. Um, but I did see the home team get a major disadvantage. Um, based on how this rule was implemented. Post-season, no. Just yeah. not not in the post-season. We're nowhere near the post-season. It might be a thing for the regular season, but I mean, I, I still don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I like it in the fact that it's entertaining, but I don't like it in the fact that it's just not baseball, as you mentioned. Yeah. Um, this is not really a rule, but the shift is something that is always going to be a year until something is done about it Mm -hmm. it's going to be a yearly discussion and ryan howard's career i always point to ryan howard because ryan howard was at the top of his game right before he tore his achilles in philadelphia in 2011 in the shift when he came back the shift single-handedly ended his career i i saw so many ground balls to the right side um second base has become a position that like anybody could play. Like we saw Travis Shaw play second base, Mike Mustakis mm-hmm. playing second base. Cause like no range is needed now. Like there's yeah. always a guy next to you. So what do you think about the shift?
1: I, I'm fine with the shift. It's a, it's an interesting debate, I think. Cause like on one hand you talk about the Ryan Howard's and, and careers basically being ended by the shift, but it's, dog-eat-dog world in baseball you got to adapt you got to change and i i'm sure there's you know things and you got to like change your entire swing to start to pull or go the other way with the ball but it's it's fundamentally you know hit the ball where they're not Mm -hmm. and you got to learn how to hit the ball where they're not and i think greg bird is a great example of this you know he gets absolutely stacked in fields to uh the right side and he just bunts it every time basically every time it's the anti-shift um and i I point to a guy like him to why the shift doesn't always work and isn't like a op met or op sort of tactic in the game so I'm, i'm fine with it personally um limitation on it maybe but i don't see a need to ban it outright
0: yeah they i guess that's a good you know it's been happening for a while. I mean, people shifted on Ted Williams, people shifted on Willie McCovey. I mean, it's just, it's been part of the game, but now we're seeing just kind of absolute skyrocketing of it yeah. yeah. And, and the mentality now is just, you know, hit through the shift, which is a little puzzling. The one thing I will say is that I've seen like shifts not work because pitchers just aren't on the same page. So, like, for example, I think I watched um, – who was I watching? Denelson Lamont was pitching, and the Padres had Tatis on the right side. Um, or – no, Tatis was still at short. They had somebody up – the third baseman on the left. Machado might have been on the right side. Third base was completely left open. And Denelson Lamont was throwing change-ups low and away. Like, oh, no. pitching away from the shift. Like, what are you supposed to do with that pitch if it's hit, it's going to go through that so why are we yeah. it was so puzzling to me that that happened and so I think if it's going to be effective, I mean yeah, it's got to
1: be in sync. yeah, no. but
0: I agree with the fact that there's too many guys that just don't like to adjust, um, mm-hmm. and they think hitting the shift or hitting through the shift is more important than going the other way, but it's an interesting it's an interesting concept for sure, all right, so minor league baseball is the biggest. Um, the biggest conversation that I've had recently on this show, I've talked to a few people about it. I'll be covering it a little bit more with a guest coming on that, uh, Matt Paray is actually going to come on pretty soon. And he's been very instrumental in in getting minor league baseball, not just a living wage, which is something that major league baseball has never helped with. They've never helped minor league baseball. And now we've seen that they're just escaping their problem of not helping. And they're just yeah. going to eliminate some teams. They're just going to ditch them, yeah. They're just going to avoid the process. So yeah. Are they're, they're, they're going to avoid the problem, excuse me. But I'm 50-50 on this. At first, I was like, this is stupid. Like, these teams are important for mm-hmm. people to get involved in baseball. Yeah. Um, this is important for local, city, you know, city economies. Like, people have fun at these stadiums. Yeah, you and plus people aren't even cl- some people aren't close to a major league baseball field. And yeah. This is all they have. So that's one side of me. And then the other side says, well, not everybody makes it to the big leagues anyway. Exactly. Let's kind of cut out the people that are used as depth mm-hmm. and let's, I don't know. What, what do you think about it?
1: So, when I was growing up, I, I haven't always lived in DC. I lived in, uh, or around DC rather. I lived in uh, Jacksonville and new Orleans, you know, two non baseball or two non major league baseball markets, but they had at the time, the Jacksonville sons of the new Orleans Zephyrs. uh, one became the, uh, like jumbo shrimp or something. And the other, the other became the baby cakes and then dissolved entirely. Um, but I mean, I never, I, I, I personally never attended any Zephyrs games. It was sort of a weird time in my life. However, uh, when I lived in Jacksonville, it, it was a, I wouldn't say it was common, but we would definitely go to a couple of games, and it was a nice stadium, all that stuff. Uh, so yes, I. And while these cities aren't as depraved from major sports markets, or as like say, I don't know, like the Jackson Generals or something like that. Uh, they certainly are you know known and 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 sort of they're revered not necessarily revered but i i'm i'm blanking on the word but these they they are known basically is what i'm trying to get to um and i think yeah as you said these are you know the family you know sort of have recreational zones for these families and stuff like that for, for uh, prices that are better than, than trying to get a baseball ticket. You know, it's, it's a bit ridiculous in today's economy, but um, yeah, no. uh, And then, as you said, people might not make it or most people won't make it Um, and there's a ton of levels to it. it. It's really just sort of a, you know, what, how, how, far down low do you think that you do you go to like single a you know whatever to the point where it's like all right they're not gonna make it mm-hmm. i feel you 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 need it's a little bit too deep right now i feel like if you could sort of cut it down to a couple of you know teams like three or four uh sub franchises you could definitely get something going as far as the the cutoff um, with, with the MLB, I think they could still survive. Um, it's going to be a lot harder, but you know, you look at in hockey, the ECHL not directly supported by the NHL, but they still have links and stuff like that. So I think they could survive. However, it is definitely very sad um, to see them go.
0: It is sad. And uh I think one thing that's also going to be adjusted, like we see 50 rounds of drafts, like 50 rounds of the draft and like only literally two or three guys make it to the big leagues um, in our impact players. Like I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm reading Moneyball for the first time and I've watched the movie millions of times and I haven't gotten around to read the book. And I already have a completely different idea of scouting, drafting player development. and it touches a lot on this subject and there's so many guys that just are so relevant in minor league baseball that are never going to make it that are placeholders um, guys that were drafted in the 30th round 40th round Um, and I understand the need to like not need all these rounds but at the end of the day you know these teams are um, unfortunately getting dismantled and uh, it's a sad thing and uh, Barry Bloom, who I had on before the new year, uh, talked about this. He covered, he covers the business side of baseball for Sportico. He was at com for a long time. He talked about this really great. So if you want to check out him, uh, talking about minor league baseball, check it out as well. And another thing here is, you know, Kyler Murray, it's so interesting because Kyler Murray made the decision to play football because and it honestly it was a great decision for him, yeah, because he doesn't have to play two, three years at the minor league chance? level. Yeah, going from bus ride to bus ride. Holy hell, getting paid! You know, I know he, had the, he would would have had the signing bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, getting paid like two hundred, two hundred dollars a week yeah. or whatever the heck they make nothing down there, and uh, he gets instant recognition. You know, like, revenue. Yeah, instant everything, instant endorsements. Baseball, we don't get these guys until twenty four, twenty five. Some of the good ones, uh, mm-hmm. some of the uh, the international guys that I've been signed younger, like the Fernando Tatis and the Juan Sotos, they come up younger. But these guys that get drafted, we're just you know we don't get to see them in their physical prime, and it's kind of it's kind of unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Like Joey Bart is 24 years old yeah, and still time. needs seasoning at the big league level. So, or At the minor league level. So I don't know. It, it's really interesting. Do you have like a favorite minor league memory? Did you watch like anybody good down there in the minor league?
1: Uh, I don't remember anything. I was still very young. I think I was four when I went, moved to Jacksonville, but like I remember like two years ago, we got an autograph bad at one of their games. And I I was, it's in this closet right over here. I can't, you know, pan over to it right now, but uh, I pulled it out like one night I just couldn't sleep. And like, I went on like a whole, you know, searching spree, uh, like trying to decode this guy's autograph and then look into him. Never really became anything. I'm even blinking on the name right now, but uh, it's just sort of those things where it's like, you know,
0: is his name Cranjus McBasketball?
1: <laughs> no, it's not. It's nothing crazy like that. It's a fairly generic name, but it's 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 one of those things where a a person could become something, you know, or like something else, and like they they might not, it might not be in baseball, but you got you know, guy like Matt Paré, Uh
0: Yeah, Matt Paray is now like a national. He's doing some producing. And, yeah, he's not. Um,
1: not a bait you know, in the MLB with the Giants or whoever he was with. Um but he's now in, you know, a different field and some mm-hmm. Matt Beret jerseys or, or signed jerseys or autographs or stuff like that. Probably worth something.
0: Maybe. He's, somewhere out there on eBay. But I, I've had a few minor league experience. I've been to a handful of games in San Jose, uh, which mm-hmm. is about forty five minutes from San Francisco and Um, we go down there and it's a lot of fun. Uh, It's actually right by the campus of San Jose State University. Uh, And I saw, I first went there and I saw the 2013 team. I think, trying to think of the players. Mack Williamson was on the team. Um, Anybody notable? Trying to think, but there's Hunter Strickland, I think was there. Uh, There's a few other, other good players. Kelby Tomlinson, which is a name from the past, was there, but Went a few years later saw a couple of other prospects, Elliot Ramos, um, Melvin Adon. So a few, um, uh, it's cool to see the stars of tomorrow. I've been to Sacramento to see, uh, their triple a team for the giants, formerly the A's they have a storied past. So, yeah. Uh, and I've also randomly been to the, uh, stadium in Omaha, the Omaha storm chasers.
1: Oh, I went yeah. to the, uh,
0: 2015... Hold on, I actually got it hanging up right here. Um, the 2015 A All-Star Game. Um, who was there? Who was an All-Star? Adam Duvall was representing the Giants, but I, I can't remember who else was there, but I think Matt Davidson won the Home Run Derby, and Matt Davidson mm-hmm. is no longer in baseball, but... It's cool to go to those places. Um
1: there were I, I'm looking at it now and I think the roster I should be looking at is the 2010 Suns. And there were there were a few names, uh, Miller, Andrew Miller and uh mm-hmm. no, you know, some bozo named Giancarlo Stanton no one's heard of. Him. Yeah, who's that? Who is he? But um it, Is that then, the single
0: the slap hitter, the singles hitter, Jaccarlo Stanton?
1: <laughs> um Who's but, always healthy? <laughs> always has i don't think he's missed the aim you know he's challenging Garrig or uh ripkin now for, his, yeah. for the record um, he's
0: challenging Garrig. <laughs>
1: um no and then another just side note the 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 so i st- i moved to new orleans from jacksonville and apparently jacksonville is the double a for the Marlins. Mm -hmm. and new orleans is the was the triple a for the marlins so you just it's just i don't know you got got sent down i got yeah i got sent up no i got sent up because oh you got set up i got sent up um never amounted to anything though because i moved back to dc but yeah so when are you moving to
0: miami to complete the journey
1: (laughs) it's current state no i don't know
0: before we sign off, uh, I mentioned this the other day to you. Uh, I was watching MLB Network. I was watching Hot Stove, and Joel Sherman was on there. Who Joel Sherman, by the way, has me blocked for no reason. Never interacted with him, and I'm blocked by Joel. So, Joel, if you're listening to this, unblock me. Um we'll vouch. But he uh, he said that Juan Soto's on track. Granted, it's two seasons. You know, even with the half of year with 2020 was. Is on track to be one of the greatest hitters to ever play Major League Baseball, and I was like, "What? That can't be right." So I looked it up, and he is like, he is. He's on tra- like Frank Robinson is a comparable uh, yeah, have offensive it up right now. Yeah, offensive hitter on Baseball Reference. Frank Robinson, Mike um, on there. Yeah, th- these are all time Mickey Mantle. I mean, Griffey, Aaron. That's crazy. Like Cepeda, Eddie Matthews. These guys are Hall of Fame. Hank Aaron. I mean. How good! It, I mean, you get a front row seat to watch this guy yeah. play. Twenty two years old, newly twenty two years old. What's it like watching Juan Soto every day?
1: It's ridiculous! I have a bobblehead up there of him. I, it's once again you can't see it, and uh, it's, it's it's over there somewhere. Um, but uh, but um, yeah, Soto's just great. I mean, what he's doing on a day to day basis in in baseball. You know, again, some of the best pitchers ever. Now, guys throwing a hundred sink, you know, with sinking and uh, cutting action—it's just ridiculous. He had that. I think he had. Yeah, he had the double off of. He was the one that hit the double off of. uh, I'm blanking on Hater in the wild card game. Um, The 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 double that ended racism on Twitter or whatever. Um, And. Yeah, it's just what he's doing right now. I'm not sure if he, you know, I'm sure, not sure if this pace will continue. I hope it does, obviously, as a Nationals fan. Um, but what he's doing is absolutely ridiculous. And one of the reasons that I think he didn't uh, get as much recognition for it this year was because of that time that he missed due to COVID. If you remember, in the early part of the season, I think he missed it on a false positive. For yeah, he had the weird
0: positive. conflict with the tests. Yeah. yeah,
1: and missed like the first week or so, and in a shortened season, that's a sixth of the season just gone like that, or a tenth of the season gone like that. Um, I think if he didn't miss that time, he could have potentially gone MVP finalist or winner because he had he, he hold on, I gotta pull up his reverend here, but he had Get like in the MVP yeah fifth in the mvp um but like in, in terms of seasonal stats he had something like a 212 ops plus yeah 212 you know ridiculous slugging numbers led the mlb and slugging batting average boomer stat i know oh you know ops all that stuff intentionally walked 12 times led the league there that's like i, I know intentionally walking people isn't necessarily like a great stab but it it shows fear,
0: you know, mm-hmm. but
1: you want, you grew up watching Barry Bonds and the Giants. Um, and potentially walking someone is just, it's sometimes, it, it's, it's a sign of respect. Mm-hmm. I think Soto now he's wisening up now, uh, obviously the Soto shuffle and stuff like that. He's not doing it as much, but he still has fun playing the game. I think he's starting to get that respect. And I think uh, next year, if he can keep these numbers up, he has a great shot at winning MVP.
0: Yeah, he's gonna be a great player for a long time. And I know batting average is a boomer stat. It is, but like three fifty one is just too noticeable to ignore. So I think that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um there's black ink, just like five thing, five numbers of black ink across yeah. the board. Um so just an outstanding outstanding talent. Juan Soto, we are rooting for you um for sure. Um Also, I have some breaking news here to break on the pod. Of course, this is going to be released a few days later. But according to Kyle Glazer, who's a national writer for Baseball America, uh, breaking spring training for players at AA and below will not begin until MLB and AAA players have departed from camps. So as such... The 2021 minor league season at double A and below will have a delayed start. So it looks like only triple A is going to be the only thing that matters here. Triple A is going to be normal, but double A and below will have a delayed start. So that's crazy. That's um, just
1: now hot off the press or whatever.
0: Just now off the press at, uh, actually, no, this was <laughs> what am I talking? Thirty uh, minutes ago. Uh, well, but, uh, our guy Alex Pavlovich just retweeted it and who uh, you guys could look forward to next episode. Um, absolute. I have the notifications on. Um, yeah. Do you have any how, – how many How many MLB notifications do you have on, on your phone? Uh,
1: you see, the thing is I, I'm, I rarely use my phone in terms of like actively searching out news. I'm all on the computer nowadays. Mm-hmm. I had Twitter notifications on for a couple of people, like two or three writers, uh especially around deadline time, but like usually I just have like ten pinned tabs on Twitter where it's like, you know, your John Hayman's, your Joel Sherman's, your Passan, stuff like that. Um, in terms of your news. Um and then you're obviously searching around for stuff. Have when I was downstairs with this computer, I had to have a mobile network on, stuff like that. Um but now it's, you know, I don't really use my phone that much. Uh, I have like the MLB app notifications, but that's mm-hmm. about
0: it. Yeah. So it should be interesting to see what happens. This was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex, I appreciate you joining me today. It was a ton of fun. You'll definitely be on again for sure. Yeah, hope. Um, if you guys want to follow him, do you want to plug yourself?
1: Uh, I've already plugged myself, but I'll do it again. Yeah. Uh, at All right. It. it My ads change all the time, so if you're watching this a couple months later, it's probably changed. But on Twitter, it's at SotoWins22. Uh, Same one, same spelling as Soto as the one we were just talking about. Um, Over on Instagram, at at I'm Alex S-L-Y. And that's about it. If you want to find any of my other social – or those those are my main ones. If you want to find anything else, um, especially where I'm writing, I will – it's going to be linked in my link tree.
0: Can't wait to see it. Uh, if you guys yep. want to follow the podcast, you guys could follow it on Instagram and Twitter at RizzoCast r i z z o Cast. And if you guys want to sign up for a guest host opportunity, go ahead. It's in the link tree and all of our bios, and you guys could have this opportunity too and talk whatever you want to talk about. We had a lot of fun today. I yep. got a lot of these coming up, um, so just feel free to sign that up and I'll see it. I'll get a alert that somebody had filled out a form. Um, so yeah, I get, got a lot of stuff coming up for you guys soon. Um, thank you guys for watching. Haven't Thank you guys for watching and listening, listening to yeah. yes. Yeah. We're, we we're on Spotify, uh, Apple pod, uh, some of the other ones and uh, have an unbelievable day. Happy new year guys. Stay safe. Wear a mask, please. I have um, one. I
1: have one with you right now.
0: There you go. Wear a mask. Alex is promoting it right there. Um, and have an unbelievable day. Can't wait for baseball to start. This has been an awkward ending. I don't know how to wrap it up, but have a great day. And- wear your
1: seatbelts, kids.
0: Yeah, wear your seatbelts. Okay. That's just as important then, as wearing a mask. Yeah. And have a great day.